guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So as we're going through talking about the Pharisees, like I brought up yesterday, there's a great little thing in the Come Follow Me resource for this week that I think helps us understand again where Jesus is coming from as he's trying to teach these Pharisees where they are a little bit off base. It says, my words and my actions reflect what is in my heart. So one of the Savior's main criticisms of the Pharisees was that they tried to appear righteous, but their intentions were not pure. Uh, And it goes through some great questions here that you could go through as you study. As you study the Savior's warnings to the Pharisees in Matthew 12 and in Luke 11, ponder the connection between our hearts and our actions. What does the phrase good treasure of the heart mean to you? How do our words justify or condemn us? What might it mean for your eye to be single? And then you can ponder how you can become full of light through the Savior's power. So one of the things that I think along those lines goes with that is you go in down into uh, Matthew chapter 12 and you hit verse 38. Then a certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee, which means if you're really who you say you are, then we want a sign, which historically speaking, Science-seeking has never been that great of an idea, right? I think we can go all the way through the scriptures. In fact, I'll show you an example here in just a second. Verse 39, But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. So he goes in and talks about how just like Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days, just like the Son of Man will be in the tomb for three days, and he's going to come back resurrected, and oh, by the way, that's me, right? So again, he's trying to talk to them about sign seeking. It's like, look, you've had signs. You don't need to worry about that. You need to figure out what is in your heart. Now, I actually addressed this in a previous Bomb Bites episode. We're going to throw back to last year to the Doctrine and Covenants. In fact, as you click on the word sign in verse 39, it's going to take you to the topical guide, which says miracle signs and sign seekers. And as you go all the way down through the sign seekers, it takes you down to section 63 of the Doctrine and Covenants, which I think is one of the great places to teach this idea of how a wicked and an adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. So I want to share with you this, which gives you a cool example from church history. I want to come back and we'll put it all together. Signs won't save you, but seek to be faithful first. When you look at these verses, you can see, like verse 7, he that seeketh signs shall see signs, but not unto salvation. Verily I say unto you that there are those among you who seek signs, and there have been such even from the beginning. The Lord has been talking about this way back, even like in Old Testament times, you see these people who just want a sign, whether it's the children of Israel, uh, whether it's people in Savior's time, whether it's people in Book of Mormon times, Doctrine and Covenants, that's kind of the human nature. I think we're just like, yeah, just show me and I will believe, right? And that's not how it works. Uh, In fact, let me show you an example of this. This picture here is uh, very much relevant to the context of, of what we're studying here. So this woman right here, this is Elsa Johnson. She is the wife of John Johnson and Joseph and Emma had been staying in the John Johnson farm and uh, two faithful individuals had joined the church. Um, but this guy back in the corner right here, this is Ezra Booth. Okay. In fact, in the Come Follow Me manual, it says, 
signs or miracles alone do not produce lasting faith. Uh, early in 1831, Ezra Booth, this guy back in the corner there, a Methodist minister in Kirtland, decided to be baptized after he saw Joseph Smith miraculously heal the arm of Booth's friend, Elsa Johnson. Yet, after just a few months, Booth lost his faith and became critical of the prophet. Now, he and a guy named Simon's writer, we talked about him. He was the one back in section 52 that had his name misspelled. And he's like, if Joseph misspelled my name, then the work is, you know, that's lame. But anyway, he and uh, Ezra Booth both left the church and they became bitter enemies. They left the church, but they couldn't leave it alone. And you see that happening a lot today, too. You see angry people who leave the church and then they come back and try to fight after it. The most angry individuals out there against the church are those who used to be in the church. And that's what you see right here. You see the fruits of it here with Ezra Booth and Simon's writer. In fact, at the end of 1831, you see them really causing havoc and they're writing letters and it's stopping missionary work. So they're causing problems. So the question is, how could this be considering the miracle that he'd witnessed? Well, let me pull this up right here. How do you think you might feel if you witnessed a miracle like this? I mean, you saw the prophet of God heal a woman's arm, right? That was pretty amazing. Can you think of any other instances where those who saw signs didn't stay faithful? That could be a nice little conversation here as you're starting to think about individuals like Laman and Lemuel. My gosh, they saw angels. They had wonderful experiences. And yet, miracles, I really believe, have a shelf life. So if you're basing your testimony on these big miraculous things, if you almost get to a point where you, you're like, okay, do it again. That was awesome. And your, your testimony has to be sustained by these things. And what ends up happening is you miss out on some of the small little things. Um, in this Come Follow Me, one of the references it gives is Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 4, where the Pharisees and the Sadducees are getting together. They wanted Jesus to show them a sign from heaven. And he answered them and said unto them, When it's evening, ye say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. And ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but ye can't discern the signs of the times. Verse 4 is, is a phrase that I've always thought is interesting. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. Which, you know, you think about sign seeking and adultery. I don't know if you've ever really put those two together, but they are very much related. When you're seeking after signs, you are seeking after a false experience. When someone commits adultery, they are seeking after a false experience. Either way, you are being unfaithful. The word adulterous literally means not faithful. And so you can see how either way, yeah, Jesus put that together very nicely. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after signs. You want the baby without the labor pains. You want to see these miracles and have those keep sustaining you when simple faith that daily increase of faith. President Nelson, last conference, talked about that. He did his little master class on faith, which I think was so good. And he just says, look, we need to increase our faith. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but the reality of it is, stop seeking for signs and start looking for ways to increase your faith. Stop hanging out with those that are the doubters and start working on the faith. 
So as the Savior has told us to make sure that we are mindful of that sign-seeking right there, it makes me think about uh, what's over in Ether chapter 12, one of the best chapters in all scripture. Ether 12 verse 6, as Moroni is putting all this together, he says, Now I, Moroni, would speak somewhat concerning these things. I would show unto the world that faith, which I just referred to in that episode, is things which are hoped for and not seen. Wherefore, dispute not because you see not, for you receive no witness until after the trial of your faith. And so back to some of these questions in the Come Follow Me it brought up, my words and my actions reflect what is in my heart. So this hopefully should help us kind of see where we are at, because as Jesus is trying to get the Pharisees to think about what their motivations and their intentions are, hopefully as we've studied this out, it helps us kind of see where we are at and where our faith should be and how we should continue to work on that. And hopefully that should bring us some greater light in our lives. I know that principle is true and I'm grateful for it. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.